All right. All right. Welcome to another episode of Sunset Confessions. I'm here with my very good friend, NJ. Hello, hello. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> Nijeko. Um, <laughs> Nijeko. How, how, do, how do I say it? Traditionally, it's Nedelko. Nedelko, okay. But westernized for you, yeah. Nedelko. Nedelko, okay. That's NJ. <laughs> NJ. NJ, NJ. It's actually funny. I'm actually cutting NJ out. What, really? Yeah. Why? I'm okay. trying to bring F, like the core respect to my the name that was ethnically given to me by my parents. Dude. Right, yeah. Because... Um, that's actually a good point because, you know, actually growing up, my name's Dwee, right? Yes. And it, growing up, I was always, like, pretty ashamed of it, to be honest, because, like, I went to all-white school, primary school, and it was so difficult for, like, the white kids and the teachers to say it. And I, I was always be like, oh, fuck, why did mom give me, like, an Asian name? It follows through for me as you're trying to survive two lives. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. surviving your ethnic life. Uh, sorry, your ethnic life mm. where you obviously came from somewhere. Yeah. You're in you know you're embracing your culture, but you're also trying to embrace this culture that you're trying to get yourself comfortable in. Yeah. You're playing two lives. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing as a let's say a migrant child. So that's where you make excuses and you let people make nicknames for you. You let you you make it easy on others. Others, yeah. And you devalue yourself in the process. Very accommodating. Yeah. Very accommodating. And it's important that you call yourself out on that. 100%, yeah. Well, I mean, as I've grown up, to be honest, as I've grown up, I've embraced that more. I mean, like, even the Asian culture, right? Yeah. Because it's a really funny story. When I was... Fuck, we'll just get straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't wait here. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, no. It was a funny story because when I was... Um, I used to get picked up by uh, this white lady for school. Because yes. mom was always too busy. So, I remember... This memory is really vivid in my mind where she picked me up and her, her daughter was in the, the car and someone else, right? And then she was like, hey, what did you have for breakfast, right? And I had um, I had congee. I don't know if you cook my congee. It's like a rice soup, right? Okay, yeah. And I remember um, I, they, I said congee. I just instantly, right? But then like nobody knew what that was and it was kind of a bit awkward, right? Yeah. And then the other kids were like, oh, I had like cereal. I had like toast, whatever, right? And I remember from like, fuck, from that day on, I'm not saying kanji again, right? But then it's like, it's like, why? Do you know, why should I be ashamed of, you know, I had kanji. It's a fucking delicious meal. It's hard when you're essentially a minority. Yeah. yeah and especially yeah. you, you probably went, you went to white school essentially, right? You were yeah. covered in westernized individuals. Yeah, for sure. That's, so obviously going to compare the pair, especially as a growing person. As someone who's growing and doesn't know their place in the world, mm. you will always question what's around you. Mm. And that's your adventurous side. That's a great side too. Mm. But when you start using other people who are also on that same journey, you're only going to see the the facade that they've also got going for themselves. Yeah, yeah. And obviously with some people who probably have a better benefit, let's say Caucasians, mm. they have more stability to know what they're speaking about. They, you know, fairy bread and all that, da, 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 <laughs> yeah. right? I know it's horrible to say, but it's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So when you say things like kanji, yeah. you know it's a scary thing because oh wait, they're not my, they're not the same. Like yeah. you, you, you then realize that reality comes in and kicks in and kicks in the butt and says, oh my god, what's my response to this? But you're the one that has to make it easy on them. I think yeah. that's the biggest problem here, mm. and that's with most immigrants that like children, especially kids of immigrants, have migrated here. Mm. Is that we all do that, and it's. 
obviously Asians. I've seen a lot of Asians do it, especially in my community and mm. who I've worked with with my background. And then also with my experience, like I was like, oh my God, I have to make it so much easier on you. So you call me this, you call me that, you call me NJ, you call me Nano. Mm. You don't just don't call me Ned. Mm. Yeah. But you do it for them. You don't do it for yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. And that's where I think we all start our problems at young age, especially with immigrants um, or migrant children or children of migrants mm. is we devalue ourselves to think it's making it easier, but it's anxiety and security and things that we didn't touch base about as children. Yeah. Weakness. Mm. We don't touch that. We weren't taught to touch that. Yeah. We were taught to survive. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I guess it comes from, like, our parents, you know? It comes from many things. I mean, part of us, you know, at the end of the day, we know little about this world and we know little about where we belong. Mm. And as a child, how the hell, like, how the fuck would you know where you belong, you know? And you're brought up with these values and cultures and ethics and this and that and the simplest of things can easily flip script for you and scare you and make you think you have to substitute yourself because you don't fit in. Mm. We don't know who we are. And I think that's, we're scared of admitting that as children of people who've, you know, were raised by cultural parents. Yeah. It's scary to admit we don't know who we are. Most kids these days don't know who they are. And that's like, but Why? Because we've been taught what we are. We've been told what we are, how to stand, what to say, what to do. We've kind of been made to feel like a chore. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But for who? Because mm. all these old people are going to die. <laughs> Horrible to say. I love my parents. And I love every, like, you know, the elderly and stuff that have guided me. Yeah. But where's my voice in all this? Where's your voice in all this? Yeah. And then instead that voice is going to defend what is being questioned, which is the norm. Mm. You, you saying, um, I forgot the breakfast already. Kanji. Uh, you saying that. Yeah. Kanji? Kanji, yeah. Sorry. Kanji. I don't want to say it wrong because I'm a bastard. Wow. I'm a bastard. I'm admitting it. I'm White admitting people. intolerance. <laughs> yeah. um, ignorance. Sorry. Um, you saying Kanji, like Kanji. Oh my fucking God. I'm going to slap myself in a minute. <laughs> sorry. Um, that question, the norm for them. And you were made to feel like you were the problem. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you as a child, you went into defensive mode and go, oh, don't worry about it. I just had breakfast. I had breakfast, yeah. Well, from that day on, I I was like, yeah, I had, um, I had, uh, was it? Don't tell me Whitpix. Yeah, like Cocoa Pops. Don't. Dude, I I think I've had like Cocoa Pops like twice in my life. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, I had another brand of Cocoa Pops, Dylan and Bob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. (laughs) Yeah, that was me. But look, you can't blame a kid either because, you know, that was, that was what I was, it's survival pretty much. Yeah. And look, we're all naive at the end of the day and we're all stubborn and we're all brought up in different manners and uh, and from different ways of being. Mm. I think regardless of age, you owe it to yourself going, fuck, I need to give myself some credit here. Like even with my name, I still can't properly pronounce right ethnically. Like Mm. I can say it sometimes. But it's like, wow, I've just completely ruined how rich it is. Because culture is rich. And regardless of where it comes from, it's still rich. And if you invade, let's say invading, if you're bringing your culture into another culture, which is Australian, which is not much, let's be real. Yeah. It's not much. 
you shouldn't be scared of bringing that out. But we're made to feel that way or we feel that way. It's from what reason and why? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like a lot, of, I can't speak for your surgery. Yeah. Um, how do I say your name? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're you know on what? a roller coaster today. Nadalco. Yeah. For this episode, I'm going to call you NJ. Yeah. yeah. And after, after today. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Okay. We'll work on it. Yeah. We'll work on it. NJ is Serbian. So um, I can't speak on behalf of, you know, the Serbian community, but especially for the Asian community, growing up, being Asian was not cool. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it was, there was stigma. Yeah. It was a lot of stigma. Um, especially where I grew up it, and it's, to me, it's not like, it's not like the kids around me were trying to be, um, mean or anything, but they were just unaware, right. They were just unaware of some of the stigmatization that would, um, that would say or do. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I would, I would play it off as the funny kid. I was always like, yeah, you know, like, um, I don't know what it was, but like I, I would just play it off, right? You're being quirky. Yeah, being quirky. Yeah. You're being quirky. You're being different. You're like tongue in cheek. Like yeah, if you're yeah, yeah. Smart. They'll yeah. see the fun and funny in it. Yeah, and not yeah. make it uncomfortable. Yeah, and but now it's changed, right? Now, now as I've grown up, especially especially now, being Asian, is fucking awesome, right? Yeah. It's like it's like the, the the cool thing now, right? Which is good. Which is good for Asians, but um. Yeah, it's it's strange how things change like that, you know. As times look, this is a thing. Change is another conversation. I think with the way the change on Asians have been and what I've perceived, mm. it's incredible in itself because it they're getting respect finally. Yeah, but sort of Depends. to to yeah. what extent? To extent. Yeah, to, there does that make extent. sense? Yeah. To what extent? I've worked in retail. Mm. And just recently, my my job, I worked with a lot of Asian kids. Mm. Let's say Chinese. Let's say uh, from Thailand, from Vietnam. It's hard, it and, is, I, yeah. and I and and when you're serving clients who are Western, yeah, you see so much bigotry and racism. Yeah, it's it's a lot of under underhand mm. um, comments and stuff, right? And it's like because me, me and NJ worked in retail for many years together. Um, you would actually see it from customers and you like, obviously you don't know for a fact, but you get that sense that they don't really respect you as much. I, I would, I would get that sense where I would say, for example, give them some advice or whatever on, or help. Mm. And just the way they sort of look or the vibe that they would give you is, um, made me like uncomfortable to be honest. Like, yeah. Well, that's, it's funny saying that because with my previous retail job just recently, I left. Mm. Thank God. Um, <laughs> retail sucks. Yeah. Um, look, it's a journey. Yeah. Um, what would happen is my lovely team members, let's say from Chinese descent, they'd serve a client. Then that client would come up to me and go, I don't trust their opinion. What do you think? Yeah. Or they'd come to me that's and go like, crazy. I'm the resolve, the, the one that's going to resolve yeah. the question or the situation or what they're after. Mm. When in hand, that person probably has more experience than me or has more a styling awareness more than me or has more knowledge that they've, you know, t- in terms of tailoring, in terms of fit, in terms of anything. Yeah. And they've, and uh, they've completely disregarded my team member mm. to my face yeah, yeah. and come up to me and go, you know better, or you yeah. know what you're doing. And like right there. And they're standing right there, yeah. pale face going, oh, just another like person is difficult, smile yeah. and wave yeah. because they're accepting it. They're tolerating it because yeah. they have to, that's their job. Yeah. But it's also in um, Asians' nature, right? 
growing up, we are very like um, people pleasing. I don't mm. know. If, I can't speak for others, to be honest, but from what I've seen, a lot of Asians, we are very, we will bite our tongue yeah. just to not cause a conflict or to not cause confrontation. Yeah. Right. That's why there's a stigma against, for example, Asian men being really submissive. Right. Mm. Where, yeah, like other people will, for example, feel comfortable talking down or sort of not believing that a that Asian guy will stand up for himself, right? And in the past, that is a, that is true. A lot of Asian guys are quite timid and stuff. But of recent, right, of recent, a lot of, yeah, the Asian guys and um, girls in the community are sort of standing up for themselves a bit, a bit more, speaking up a, a tiny bit more, um, which is good to, good to hear. But it still happens, you know, it's still, especially in retail, we see all the time. We see it's yeah. it's it's all still happening, yeah, regardless yeah. of the yeah. pandemic or not. Even yeah. during the pandemic, I'd have, let's say, a lovely customers from a European descent coming yeah. up to me and go, "How do you work with these Asians?" Yeah, that's. <laughs> and yeah. I go, "Excuse me, it's so ignorant." Yeah, it's like, well, I'm like, how do you do it? I can't even understand them. Yeah, and I go, "That's my boss. He yeah. trained me, so yeah. my lovely service comes from his lovely service." Mm. There's the door. Yeah. She was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like. There's the door. Yeah. Well, I feel like she, those type of people, they, they've gone their whole life and without having anyone speak up about it. You and know? I just, well, I just said, there's the door. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, you know, I got mad mm. and this is where I go, you know, so this lady left, she was, she was a bit of a, oh, how dare you? Like this is, you know, crap service. This is yeah. disgusting. You're degrading me. You're treating me like a shit person. <laughs> like I did something wrong when you know yeah. I'm right. I didn't give a fuck who you are and what you are. Yeah. But you're degrading someone that I actually like value and respect. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to help you out, like, what the fuck? And mind you, I got mad. Mm. I was pissed off because she said a bunch of racist things on the way out. She started right. mimicking Chinese voice. She started doing this and that. Um, and yeah. I just went, oh, you're degrading pe- people. Like, this is someone's child. Mm, yeah. Regardless of their age, this is someone. So, when they left, my manager's standing there smiling, going, it's fine. Mm. And I go, no, it's not fine. Yeah. So, I went and took him outside. I goes, I'm mad. Mm. I'm going to apologize that I'm upset because this is not my problem. I'm not, I get away with it. Yeah. I'm Eastern European. I can be Lebra. I can be whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're Asian mm. and you just got essentially attacked just for being that. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, it's, but this is part of the job. No, it's not. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It should not At be. this time and age, he gets, you know, and to be blamed on pandemic to, to be offensive and aggressive does not excuse you for being a vile person. Yeah. And, he goes, and he goes, I appreciate it, but don't get upset for me. I'm like, I'm not upset for you. My heart breaks for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's not pity. It's out of respect because you're getting treated like shit. For sure. I mean, we've like normalized it. It's you know. and, and I'm no hero, mm. right? What I do is not a hero thing. Yeah. I just want you to know that. I, not, no matter what I do, at the end of the day, I can't be upset. Mm. I was hurt because I just saw someone get torn down for just being themselves. Yeah. And that comes out of sh- like that shit. Yeah. So, and then I was like, I was getting, even now I'm like starting to get a bit aggressive. <laughs> I was mad, but I was like, I can't get mad. It's not me. Like I can speak with them, but I can't speak for them. Yeah. And I think that's where we all need to vocalize to be better mm. and to actually start conversations more and pulling up on people. Like it's not that hard. All you have to say, excuse me. And like, I think that's the hard thing with Asians. Yes, this, you're going to say they're submissive. They want to play a smart game of, I don't want to fuck with this because it's not worth my energy and yeah, time. Yeah. It's they're, they're, 
that's their respect. It's like, it's not worth my BS. Like they'll get their karma. Yeah. Yeah. They don't act on aggression. They act out of, you know, they're doing, they're doing their own thing. They're not what they're doing. Yeah. The other person get their karma. Yeah. Unfortunately, how long can keep playing that game? Especially in a society like here, will continue unless something gets changed. And I'm glad that the younger Asians, let's say, are starting to pull up and say some things. But why do they have to, though? Like, we should be beyond that point. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like... We should be beyond that point. Yeah, but the reality is we're not, so... And uh, this is the thing. And that's why it's important to have these conversations. I can't get mad for you. I can't Mm. get mad for any of the Asians' experience that I've seen with the racism and bigotry. I've seen it. Mm. I can't get mad for it. I get hurt because you don't know these people's story and you see them as a stereotype, as a chore, as a, as a person who doesn't matter. Mm. It's like, how dare you? Can you, like, how do you go to bed at night as a person? If you're going to essentially, no, but seriously, we're putting people on lesser pedestal. Bitch, China's like three steps ahead of us with, they're incredible. Yeah. They've got amazing resources. They're like, they're smart. They're on top of it. They're not asking for much in life. Yeah. I worked with some amazing Chinese people and they've looked after me like family. Mm. So I, I can't question them. I love them. Yeah. They've looked after me. I've had lovely Chinese customers who come in. They don't care about money, right? Mm. They'll come in. If you treat them right, they'll come and hug you. They'll spend their money, but they also they'll spend their, their joy and, and love for life yeah. and respect. Mm. I don't get that with Westerners. That's, that's true. Especially the customer service. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like being in retail, the nicest, yeah. the nicest customers are always the ethnic ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know that they've been stepped on and they've yeah. been walked on. Yeah. The, let's say the Aussies, horrible to say, the Australians, traditional Australians, they're used to dismissing things that are out of the norm yeah. and getting it out of their benefit. Mm. Horrible to say, I know. But- the conversations need to start. Yeah. And I mean, look, it takes two to tango in all of this. I need to push myself, my ethnic origins more out there to encourage the openness and conversation of how awesome it is to have culture and different kind of foods and spices. Mm. Um, and, but do you mean like it's important for us to put that out there and give ourselves that respect just as much as they need to respect uh, yeah, for sure, yeah. our culture? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of ethnic kids... We need to start respecting, embracing our own cultures, respecting ourselves more and stop trying to, f- for example, you know, hiding a lot of it just because, yeah, just because your white mate is going to be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, do you know what I mean? Mm. Sure. It's it's dismissing nature and you need to stop dismissing yourself if you want to be respected. Yeah. there's th- We're all on a journey. Mm. It's all about loving yourself and that's the hardest one. Yeah. Hardest one. We don't know who we are. None of us do. I think I've said that just before, like a hundred times on the podcast at the start. You did. We don't. Yeah, no. I don't know who the hell I am. I mean, I know that I'm gay as shit. <laughs> we'll discuss that a bit later. <laughs> I, got a, I know I've got a big nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm six foot three and single. Um, <laughs> Hit him up on the DMs. No, 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 don't, but do yeah. it, but don't. <laughs> um, the biggest thing you can do in life, and this is where I go to bed at night is, can I go to bed at night knowing I did it authentically mm. with good intentions mm. and would I have done anything different? That is my motto. Like that is how I go to bed at night now Yeah. after I gained for like three hours. <laughs> um, but I think that's where a lot of people need to live and like, and start appreciating 
their worth. But that all comes with mental health. Yeah, yeah. And that's the hardest one. Mm. And that's probably your biggest concern. Like, I didn't know you were flat. Yeah. So, well, this will be maybe episode three or four um, when we can release. But yeah, I mean, like last, again, the biggest, one of the biggest things of why I started the podcast is with connections and my friends and stuff, mm. it's always been, it's been great. I have amazing friends and pretty like, you know, amazing family, but it's always been fun, fun, fun. Right. So especially for example, with um, my boys, they're for how I've known them for 12 years, 15 years, some of them, but there hasn't really been once, maybe once or twice where we've actually sat down as a group and be like, Hey, check up with each other. Are you, are you okay? You know what I mean? Like how, how you guys been? There's no way that in 15 years, no one's been sad in that time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. Of course, people have been sad at the time, but we, we, especially as guys, single straight guys, yeah, not single, sorry, um, straight males, we sweep under the rug. We don't want to talk about our feelings and stuff just because there's actually no reason why. There's actually no legitimate reason why we don't. We should be more open into discussing, you know, our feelings with each other and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, look, last year I was in a pretty dark place, especially during the pandemic, um, like lockdowns. Yeah. And yeah, like, you know, I would, I would play games with them at nighttime, but none of them would know. But a, a big part of it was they actually did help me through it. You know, playing games mm. with them and talking to them. That was, that was in a way. They were there. They, they were there. Yeah. However, it would have been good if, for example, you know, we all sat down for a chat. Yeah. And then we were like, you know, check up on you. How how you doing? But again, you can't blame them. They, it's it's something that's very abnormal to do within even society in general, right? It's guys, we don't talk about our feelings at all. You know what I mean? Look, I don't mean to generalize, mm. but most cis straight men mm. don't yeah. practice expressing their emotions or how they're feeling or what they're thinking or feeling. Yeah, yeah. And, and that sucks. As I told you before, I was really ups- not upset. I was just, it sucks. Cause it's like, there are people out there who want to hear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've told many of my straight cis men, well, the ones that are in my life yeah. that are friends. Um, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. All it comes to saying you're having a shit time. Now I don't expect you to tell me, I don't expect you to dump all your problems on me then and there. I expect you to just admit that you're shit. Yeah. And I think that's what has not been practiced because at the end of the day, I'm not your therapist. I'm no, not going to absorb all your problems. Yeah, of course. But all my friends, if I'm having a shit time, I vocalize it. Mm. I say, I'm fucking shit today. I feel like ass. Men, especially straight cis men, don't practice that because it's been shrugged on the rug since birth. Yeah, of course. You've learned to make excuses for it and build a facade. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's like weakness. Do you know what I mean like as guys? It's stereotyped as weakness. Yeah, it's stereotyped it's as weakness. Feminine, yeah. It's feminine, it's different, it's which, scary. Which it's, isn't, it's not, definitely not. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, with, uh, the, one of the pods I've done previously, so Ooh. I, I sent it out to my friends Yeah, and then that's pretty much how they sort of knew that I was in, kind of in a dark place. Right. Yeah. But just from one, that one hour podcast that they listened to, cause I was getting reviews from them. Yeah. Um, it was the, really the first time when we actually started having the conversation yeah. of, 
yeah, like, you know, why don't we, we are best friends. I would, I'll literally die for my, my boys. I literally. Yeah, okay. Let's calm down. We're getting a bit drastic, <laughs> but yes, you will literally give them everything. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I love them. But we don't talk about any of those things. Like I definitely know that some of them have gone through things, but we just don't talk about it. Right. And it was really the first time we had, we had a Christmas, um, uh, Chris Kringle sort of thing with the friends. Ooh. And it was the first time I, I spoke to a few of them about, you know, the pod and, they were actually like, hey, you know what? Let's actually have go for a dinner one-on-one. Yeah. And let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let's let's connect on a deeper level besides than just the usual, all right, let's go out Saturday night clubbing. Yeah. That's because that's usually how it works, right? It's like, yeah. all right, we got to go for bar, get drinks, get fucked up, um, have, have a good time. Yeah. We go home and we don't really, we talk, you know, we send memes and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> In the group chat, we banter, but... We don't, yeah, we don't check up on each other enough. You guys enough. don't get real. We don't get real enough. And to be honest, I don't, my group's really good. Like we we are very close. So I kind of imagine other groups out there. Yeah. Other, so if you're watching this and you, you know, you're, you know, one of the boys, right? Fucking have a chat with your boys and see if, hey, is everyone good? You can, this is a thing, unfortunately, with each journey, you can encourage and tell many people, mm. voice it, voice it. Well, I mean, look, we got Are You OK Day. We got all of this, right? Yeah. How many men will actually admit to that? Yeah, exactly. That's what, what I said previously in one of the pod where Are You OK Day is good in concept. <laughs> are You OK Gay? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Discuss that later. Discuss that later. <laughs> no, but Are You OK Day, it's, it's a good concept, in, in, you know. However, let's be honest. If I'm asking someone, are you okay? They're going to say, I'm fine. And we move on. Look, there's a facade. Yeah. Um, we Because you compare someone else's problems or, or, or times of bad mm. as more important than your own. You, you don't want to burden them, right? Like well, no. You, yeah. It's, yeah. You don't want to make it like, oh, they don't need to hear this. It's not exactly. that important. Exactly. Yeah. But why isn't it important? Exactly. Um, and as friends- we should be able to, if I, like, for example, previously, yeah. to be honest, before I started this pod and I've had some sort of self-reflection, mm. if I had asked you or you had asked me, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Even if I wasn't okay, I would be like, yeah, no, I'm, thanks, NJ. I'm, I'm fine. Like, I'm doing good. Yeah. Right. But we need to make it more normal for me to be like, you know what? No, I had a pretty shit, shit weekend or shit, you know, shit, um, shit day. Um, it's look, it's you, you're not asking for much. Yeah. It's hard actioning that. Yeah. And all it takes is obviously a one step process of you coming out and saying that mm. and essentially trying to give comfort and others saying, look, I can do it and so can you. Yeah. The question is how much of yourself do you need to give until they admit that to themselves that they need to open up? Yeah. Because yeah. you can open to your heart's content. I can ask you <clears throat> what disturbed you last year? Mm-hmm. What bothered you? Why didn't you voice us? I can go off about why, what, how. And you can tell me all of it. Mm-hmm. You can make, look, all it takes is one person then to hear you. That's what's important. This is why this is an important project to you, I think. Because all it takes is one person to hear you and go, look, he can do it, so can I. Yes. Yeah. Well, again, that's that's the reason why I sort of started the pod. Yeah. Is by you, the audience, seeing that hey, other people are going through things too. Yeah. We all go through life with similar struggles and experiences. Yeah. 
But if we don't see it or listen to it, then we think we're alone. Do you know what I mean? It's essentially alone, but you're distancing and alienating alienating yourself. Yeah, yeah. And look, that's normal. Mm. I've done it. We've all done it. We've all alienated ourselves. And it's like a coping mechanism. It's like a safe mode. You know, when your computer fucks up, you crash, it's a safe mode. Yep. And you you can't do anything fine on it. You're literally just locked out. That's what it is. So... It's hard and it's not an easy process. And I think that's where you need to give yourself respect for admitting to yourself. And I think it's hard for you to hear you say, I had a shit time. I was really dark that year. For me, it's like, wow, Dewey's actually admitting that. Mm, yeah. So, like, you got to give yourself that credit. That is true. Thank you. But, yeah, good job, sweetie. Thank you. But that doesn't stop the process. No, of course not. And that's not. where you need to keep working yourself. We all need to keep working ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But as long as we're conditioning and practicing the conversation, that will only feed healthier things for people. Yeah. And it'll see if I, he can do it, so can I. If they can do it, so can I. Yeah. It's not a question. Well, like even previously, like before, you know, a couple of months ago even, mm. maybe I still am too. You know, I'm very dismissive of my feelings. Yeah. So like even when I'm with, you know, the missus or whatever. Yeah. She, she even put me up on it. She was like, hey, like you... When you tell me your your problems, right, you you really quickly put it under the rug, right? You sweep it under the rug really quickly. You don't uh, give it time. Give it time, right? And she notices it. Yeah. And then even for me, I'm like a bit like shy or a bit, yeah. I'm a bit like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing. You're pushing it more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm still in that process of, you know what? Like, hey, if I'm having some problems or if I'm feeling certain way, let's talk about it. Let's delve a bit deeper into it as to, you know. What's the problem? Um, but yeah, like it's it's a process that you got to go through. I'm glad that she's pulling you up on that. It's important, like it's important to have that foundation support where people can pull you up on your shit. Mm. I think a lot of straight cis men. I'm going to say that a lot. I'm sorry, but it's essentially the target. Do you want to des- describe what uh, a cis straight, means? So a straight <laughs> a cis. Uh, well, describe so cis essentially. A lot of people um, yeah, won't know what that without is. getting the definition out. Essentially, your com- it's. Um, oh, fuck me. I should be educated in this form, but essentially you're, uh, the sex you're uh, assigned at birth yep. is what you go by with gender. Yeah. Yep. So, so if you're born a male, if you identify as a male, if you're born as a male, you identify as a he, him, yeah. he's a male. So a cis cis, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, for, um, Man. I didn't know the description, but I think cause I'm on camera, I'm a bit like shy. The gays are um, like, the gays, fuck yeah, you. you know, they're like, he's not educated. Yeah. I'm aware. I'm just, you know, kick him out. Shot. Kick him out of the club. Hitting, I'm scared. Kick him out of the club. He's not, he's not, um, he's not with the gays anymore. Wait, let me actually get the definition. Excuse my disgusting behavior here. Um, no, I think, I think you're right. It's, uh, it's, you're born a male and you identify as male. I'm pretty sure. Um, what is the letters of cis stand for? Is a term that means whatever gender you are now is the same as what was presumed for you as birth. Yeah. 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 So essentially that. Yeah. Um, and it's mostly what I've seen is it's always been cis men, straight men, who struggle the most with any kind of mental health conversation. And it's like, look, I can't speak for you. Yeah. Um, but we're like the people on the outside, we will never know until you speak for yourself in a way. And that's been introducing that you're going through a bad time. Like you need to give yourself a voice saying, I feel like shit. 
that's the biggest thing you can do as a person is saying, I'm having a bad time. And I'm so glad that your support network here, um, your partner, I can call it that, yeah? Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to, I'm just going to bring it in. Wifey. Oh, gosh, calm down. <laughs> I hope there's a ring then. And um, Miss Wifey, yeah. um, if, I, it's just, it sucks. You're not giving yourself time to process that either. I'm so glad because it's essentially your soul trying to scream for, I feel something. Your soul is screaming for it. Yeah. But as a man, you can't have a soul. You can't have that emotion. Even, why not? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like why? Yeah. What stops you? Yeah. I'll do one better, right? <laughs> Cis man and also being um, within the Asian culture. Yeah. Like, growing up, dude, feel, talking about feelings is not a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially growing up with a single mom, she's always working. Who the fuck am I going to talk about my feelings to as a kid, right? It's all internal. It's all like um, you try to talk to yourself. Mm. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like you're not comfortable in talking about your feelings and, yeah. and things like that. Um, whereas what I saw in, for example, some of my wife friends is at least they could talk to their mom about stuff. They could talk to their dad, some, you know, some, some of the things like that. It's not funny. I can't tell that my parents either yet. I, I still don't. I can't. Yeah, it's I, hard. Yeah. There's like a wall and it's you can't. Yeah. Get it down. Yeah. No, there's... That sounds horrible. You can't get it down. But uh, <laughs> no, but I've been trying so hard to open up to my parents. I mean, no, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. But how do you break out of that? Because I yeah, can't. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard. I mean, like... It's a mission. I mean, like, I, I, I do want to eventually... Hopefully, you know, by doing this pod, I will sort of get some spiritual enlightenment where, you know what... I, put, I drop my ego mm. and I'll, it's a lot of his ego, right? I drop my ego and I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to have a conversation with mum and hopefully have that sort of connection with her. But it's a, it's a work in progress. Like to be honest, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, it's yeah, it's the, the biggest thing I can ask for you is what do you want from all that? And that's closure. It, it's, it's not closure. Or validation. No, to be honest, it's a lot of, re- I don't want to, to regret. I don't want to wait till she's dead. Yeah. And then look back and be like, you know what? Just because you were a fucking little brat and you were very egotistical that you didn't have that connection with her. You, because I'm sure deep down in her heart, she wants to have that relationship with me. Right. Yeah. One language barrier Two, she's not used to talking about her relationships. Mm. Uh, so her feelings in the first place. Mm. So even when I do c- come to her with feelings and, you know, things like that, she's, she's also like panicking. She doesn't really know what the fuck, yeah. to, what the fuck am I to, to do, right? Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of, a lot of ethnic um, uh, kids will face this. Like, because uh, yeah, again, our parents went, came from hell and back, right? They, but that's also their story. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, you've got two things here. You've got their story and your story and you can't sabotage your story by acknowledging theirs and how much it impacts their story. Of course. Yes, of course. That's the biggest problem as a, as a migrant child. Yeah. yeah. You're going to worry about their story and how it's their story's affected their path in life and how it's, and how it's going to describe yours. Cause it's going to affect theirs. Like it's like and, a cycle. Yeah. And it's a cycle. It, it's like, because I'm worrying about that mm. in return, it's affecting my relationship with her. Um, mm. 
That, that, that is true. That is a good point. I actually never thought about that. Um, it's very, yeah, it's a very good point. It's, it's not selfish mm. to want the best for yourself and look after yourself and focus on your story and your identity. We, we as children of ethnic families, let's say Asian and European or whatever, there is that whole respect, appreciating their their struggles and what they've been through. You can't deny what our parents have been through and your mom and everyone, you know, yeah. all the, the was that the um, caregivers in our lives have given us and what they've been through. We can't denounce that from them. We can't take that away from them. Yeah. But at the same time, as much as we love and appreciate them, that's their story. That's them. Mm. And you're here and you're just going, nah, if, oh, but, you know, you're giving them that and they're not getting you. They don't know your story because all you know is theirs. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It's important then. And that's where I'm starting. Like, I started talking to my dad about my mental health just recently too. Mm. And even I was thinking, like, it, amongst my whole journey with my my identity and my mental health and whatever, I was thinking like you about how you just said, I don't want her to die. Mm. and regret and she doesn't have to die. Like the fact that you have to go to the worst case scenario to go reassess this, mm. that's such a problem in itself. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You're like, you're going to extreme to be like, wow, this is really important. I should say something mm. because she's going to die one day and I'm going to regret it. But that's your soul saying you're going to regret not saying anything at all. Yeah. You're just validating how important it is still by making more drastic and having kind of an excuse to why you should do it. Mm. You shouldn't have to defend why you need to speak up and by making an excuse or a drastic reason to why because she'll die one day and you'll regret it. That is so, I hear that all the time. I said it myself. Mm. And I go, why am I so dramatic? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Why am I so dramatic? Because all it is is just my soul wants to say something. Just so I can say it. And it's all like, oh, but because she'll die one day, I need to say something. Mm. But it's not about that. It's about you want to say something. You're just making it, you know, you need to make it about something to push you. Push you. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, yeah, it's sort of like I'm making excuses. You know, it's like, oh, she got that one day. I don't regret it. So I should, should do it. Yeah. And it's, it's it, I don't know if it's like an outside looking in thing, like how we're going to be perceived by saying something or, you know, acknowledging that like, we have to reason to why because she'll die one day and I regret it. Like you don't owe anyone shit. Mm. Neither your you or your own soul, its voice to speak. So if you know, all look, we're all going to die one day. We've all been facts. Apparently, we're all going to fall off the face of the earth now. Um, I love that conspiracy. Um, great, but you can't wait and go. Oh, I'm going to regret. They're going to die. Just say it. Mm, Just. Yeah. I've told my dad I feel like shit today. Because why? Now he's never talked about his mental health since. My my life, life right? Life, yeah. Serb dads, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing. There is dead inside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've seen the war. They've seen this and this and this and whatever. Yeah. And he goes, I can see it. I go, okay. Have you ever felt low? He goes, oh, I just feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, that's you feeling low. Yeah. He goes, oh, I just don't feel the best. Yeah. Mentally or physically? Because I oh, just bit physically. I'm like, but you shots on mental. Mm. And I obviously nitpicked a bit. And it goes like, don't make a narrative. Don't you know? Tell my story. I just feel like shit today. My the stomach missive, hurts. Yeah. The missive of again, the missive of my own. Like same as me. I'm the missive of my own feelings. Mm. Him is just not the extreme. It's just like doesn't acknowledge it at all. 
And it's, you know, and that's why you can't become that. I know it's horrible for yeah, me to yeah. say, but you can't follow that path of becoming that deep in stubbornness. Of course. Yeah, of course. You need, and that's why this conversation is important for you. Yeah. For all of us as people, not just men, women, whatever, you know, all under the sun. We are all essentially living cells that have a voice and we're afraid to use it. Mm. Because there are different things at play, different stories, different journeys. But ours just as much matters. Yeah. Well, I was, um, before, I was looking at a startup, right? Yeah. So, out of 2019, okay, Mm -hmm. 3,318 registered suicides in Australia, okay? Guess how many of that were males? So, out of 3,300. 2,900. Okay, no. It was close. 2,500. Okay, I was a bit off. So, the you think about that's what? The three quarters of it is essentially were men, right? So, when we see those facts, we've got to start asking ourselves, why is that? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why, why are guys killing themselves more than the rate of women? And you think about it, within those males, those uh, males, how many friendship groups were there? Mm. Right? How many of those deaths could, be, could have been prevented mm. if they had just been able to talk to one of their friends about their feelings, you mm. know, what they were going through. Because you think about it, out of those 2,500 um, uh, males who killed themselves, how many people actually knew that they were going to do it? I'll say n- not many, right? It, it, most of it would have been a surprise. Yeah. Right? It would have been like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, your friend just killed himself last night. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And most of, most of the time, you probably wouldn't have no- known about it. They, they would have been happy. They would have been like... You know, into your face, there would have been, you know, the... Life the, of the party. Life yeah. party, yeah. But behind closed doors, they, you know, they were going through some demons. Um, and stats don't lie. That, that, that's it. Look, it's... I'm very aware about how much death has reached upon men recently mm. through suicide, mm. let's say, or through, you know, any form of life-taking. It's sad. Yeah. And it, look, we can all, I can under the sun say it's sad. It's so sad. And I don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, oh my God, I'm, it, it's, it's a horrible statistic. A statistic. Um, the problem is from outside in is for someone who's really working on this stuff. It's hard because the conversation is not there with, with these, with these men mm. and all these friendship groups. And I've seen them before. They're for having fun. They're going out, they're doing this, they're doing that. They're all, it's a distraction and you're all feeding each other's distractions and enjoying life. And if, you know, things have been shit today, but let's all have fun. Yeah, yeah. And can you guys ever go out? Can you and your mates ever, before this conversation, gone out for a drive, let's say, and sat down and said, I feel like shit today. Because if that came out, I would have gone, oh, let's just go out and have a night out. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, you're in your head. Let's shake you up a bit. You're not yourself. Yeah. But this is you yourself. This mm. is yourself. Yeah, this yeah. is your soul trying to be present and admit that I feel like shit. Like, this is who you are. Mm. And that is, a you know, that's just, and you're distracting yourself. And this is where you guys feed that cycle of distracting each other. I mean, we all do it. I distract people. I, did they distract me? Yeah. You know, we need to be distracted to as people because we obviously overthink too much. But then you also need to go, 
bro, I feel like shit. Seriously, listen to me. Yeah, yeah. Because it's discipline. It's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, even by me doing this podcast, you know, I've got one of my best mates tomorrow on. Mm. Like, when the fuck are we ever going to do that if it wasn't for the pod? Do you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. So, it's it's a good thing, like, just just having a conversation, you know, other than girls, cars, <laughs> going out. But look, life is always going to be a conversation of this and that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But You have a lot to talk about. You've had a wonderful life. Mm. Obviously, assuming, obviously, because you've had a, you know, you've had a, and, and you're an incredible person to be around because you spread, like, I don't give a fuck, just go for it, energy. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's also you as a person. That's why you're a wonderful person. Yeah. But I don't know emotional side of Dewey. Again, I don't think, well, again, most people don't know anyone's emotional side. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even with yourself, like, as much as <laughs> you give other people. Yeah. There's a lot of it, I'm sure most people don't know about. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And you could benefit from someone just even listening to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, there's, we all have our stories and our books yeah. are all different. I think that's where we will have to credit ourselves and go, we build our own story yeah. and you live this earth with your own chapters and, and healing and traumas and, and whatever. Mm. You as a person are very strong in terms of support and being there for people and, acknowledging like joy and just we that's why we mean you meshed yes. we had a great time yes and even then like i know we kind of talked here and there especially at work like we'd kind of like bitching stuff about some shit here and there but we kind of like got through it yeah yeah and i think that's where you still need to give yourself small victories mm. uh, the the best thing to do is to reward yourself and say, wow, I fucking, at least I said I had a shit time today. I had a shit time. Or, you know what? That was a really bad day. Or this is a really bad thing for me. I feel like ass. Mm. I think the best thing anyone can do, especially men who are listening on their journey, is starting by to journal. Mm. I, it's a horrible, and I know it's a chore. But once a night, if you can sit down and open a page and say, I feel like shit today on this date, just by putting those words alone, you're somewhat acknowledging that voice that you might not be ready to share to the world. You don't need to. No one knows your shit. Yeah. And you know what? The good thing about even journaling is what it can show you is your progress. Yeah. Right. So if you write, you know, say this last year, I'm having a shit time. Mm. I'm feeling all this fucking shit stuff. Yeah. And then you write down and you, it's the whole year. Yeah. And then if at the end of the year, you're in a good place, dude, imagine that feeling right, of going back to that first page and then saying, holy shit, how much have I grown this year? Right? Reflection is powerful. Reflection, yeah. And I think a lot of people need to start doing it. Like, for, even for myself, um, I really want to start meditating. You know, just each day in the morning, at nighttime, just process your day, process your thoughts, and just acknowledge your feelings and, you know, mm. what you've gone through. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day, it's a fresh start. You know what I mean? Like... The best thing is a one-step journey. Yeah. And if you're not ready to voice your feelings and your and the words and the things that your soul is trying to tell you or you even just that you feel like shit, putting things on paper is the best way to process them in the moment when you're not ready to voice it. Yeah. And I think even with my dark times, I would journal them. Mm. Mind you, there are days where I journal just the date. Mm. I don't write anything. Yeah. And that's me saying I felt blank. I didn't have words. I was so dimly lit 
in my mind that I couldn't even put a word out there that sh- like that could explain what I thought or was seeing or feeling. Yeah. How are we doing for time? No, we're good. We're good. I just want to check that. Yeah. If, it's, if it's recording or not. Um, I know because we just fucking did like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but we're good. We're good. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's important to have some sort of reflection. But then also I really encourage, and this is a challenge on most people, regardless of men, women, or men or a w- woman, is just to admit that you're not okay mm. and say, I feel like crap. Yeah, It's not much. I don't need to know your story. Mm. Now, if you came up to me last year and said, I feel like shit during your episodes, or your, your, I'm assuming it was an episode or, or time. Or, yeah, just yeah. time period. Yeah, time period. Yeah. If you came up to me and said that, I would say, look, I don't want to know why. But, like, I'm here to be with you. But, like, just do you feel like shit? Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need, really. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't really need... It's a start. Yeah. Look, if I come to you from... You're not a therapist. You don't know... I can't save you. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Not, I can't, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can do anything to support you and try yes. to save you, so to speak. Yeah. But I can't, you know... Yeah. But sometimes all you need, really, is just someone to... Um, be there. Be there. Listen. Yeah, something. Thank you. ASMR. I know, is that divine? Yeah, look, sometimes you just need someone there to be, you know, be there for you, just to listen, just to acknowledge. Look, acknowledge what you're going look, being a human is not easy. And I think, you know, they're, regardless of gender, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And men, especially cis, straight men, it's harder for them because they can't voice it. And look, everyone's got their own demons. I can't devalue my community's experience with their mental health and women's mental health. But we do a little bit more in terms of trying to voice it. Yeah. And we express ourselves a bit more. Whereas, you know, I don't know many, sorry, cis straight men who creatively express themselves or put things out there to put out their emotions or their their side of empathy. And if you do, it's very rare. Yeah, and then even if you do, right, how, how many groups do we know? Especially like Serbian yeah. groups, especially that, you know, the yeah. libbers, right? <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine one of the boys coming out and, you know, I'm a bit sad. They're like, what the fuck, you gay cunt? Bro, I feel like shit tonight. Yeah. What the fuck, bro? What are you doing, bro? They'll go, bro, what the fuck, bro? What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. I swear to God, you're, not, you're fucking insane. Get it together. Yeah, yeah. And they'll give him a shin, slap him all on the back, and they'll yeah. go to a line at Crown. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the guy would be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. you're right. I'm in yeah. my head a bit sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because stupid way. Because they'll, yeah. you know, and they might, yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah. Um, and that, again, not to be racist, that's not just liberals, that's with Asians, that's with Aussie, you know, Aussies, whatever. Any culture there is, any civilizations, I'm yeah. sure, it's um, it's been the same, and we we do need to be as as guys um, to break break out of that. You know, it's important to also listen to words. I think if you said I feel like crap tonight or today, or I feel like shit today, or it's important just to listen to that word of crap. I just yeah. feel like crap. Yeah, clearly they're not in the clear headspace. Yeah. And then I think sometimes people are scared to even question that because they know it's a chore of of unraveling the emotional side. And and I know some men are scared of doing that as well because they don't want to take on other people's problems because they're blinded by their own. Mm. And then they get ag- anxiety and anxious and a, 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 they're like, no, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Like, and other, there's people starving and there's this and that and excuses get thrown as to why I don't want to hear it. Mm. That's also sucks. That's you being a shit person. If your friend comes up to you and says, I feel like crap today and you go... 
I've got my own shit on my plate. I want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to hear about yours. Hmm. Because your friend has generally come up to you and said, I feel like crap. And all you as a person say is set your boundaries and say, I can't take it all on, but I'm here with you. And I'm just validating that you feel like shit. Like, hmm. and I, you know, if you want to sit here in science, like how can I do, what can I do to make you feel a bit more at ease? Yeah. Not distract you, but what can I do to make you feel like you're in good hands? Yeah. It's hard. You don't hear that from guys. I don't. Have you heard that from your mates? No, no. Have you initiated that with your mates? No. That's why. And I, that's hard. Yeah. That's, I mean, again, it will, if it wasn't for this pod. Yeah. Um, we'd be this fucking same. You know, the boys would just get together. But we'll, when was your realization that you needed to act, do something like this pod? Because it's, it, it takes yeah. a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. To you, commit to something like this. Do you know why? It was because during lockdown, I I fell out of a lot of friends. Not fell out of, but I, I did lose a lot of friends where we didn't, you know, you'd see them every week, you have fun with them. But then over lockdown, it's like, they're not there anymore. Yeah. Right? And then you're sort of questioning the relationships you have with people. Not that they're bad people or anything, but you're questioning sort of like, why is it that, we're in, you know, one of the worst periods of our lives, right? Mm. Realistically, people at our age, this has probably been the hardest two years, two, three years with it's the pandemic. It's been fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's been fucked, right? Why is it that out of this whole time, we're not communicating with each other? We're not talking to each other. We're not but checking on each other. it's hard because we only know to communicate out of joy. Yeah, exactly. And... Right. That's, you know, and, and that's a wonderful thing as humans is we can communicate out of happiness and in the moment and being, you know, laughing and talking shit and whatever. But when as humans, can we sit down and say, this is rough? Yeah. And it's hard. I think we've, especially with our bringing up, we've been, we've not been encouraged to talk about that. Yeah, for sure. And then it becomes a chore. It becomes a bit of a hassle and everyone else than ourselves that we can't take it on and, and talk about it and take on others. It, the cycle continues and that's where this is important with this podcast for you. I think it, it's breaking that cycle. And I think it's, it's brave, especially for someone in Australia and Melbourne to be putting out something like this, where it's really pushing that conversation. Mm. There are different sides to everyone's story, but I think it's important that we know that every story matters, including straight cis men. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know it sounds uh, shady, no, you know but- what? Especially, Especially, it matters. yeah, especially it's, every, stories matter and people's souls matter. I think that's important, yeah. And look, I, I don't have the mental capacity to take on all your problems because I've got my own demons, so you know, so do you, and da da da. The, but the, at the end of the day, I'll still be here to want to hear you out and say, I feel like, shit. yeah. And it's it's good to know that you know, you have people there who who care for you, who, you know, at least they'll, they'll listen to your problems and. But look, there are men who don't have that. There is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that sucks. And And hopefully this podcast can be that thing for you. Mm. If you're somebody out there who, you know, is going through a rough time and doesn't have anyone to talk to, at least maybe if you listen to our conversation, can realize, Hey, you know what? I'm not in this alone. Other people are going through some stuff also. This conversation, all this conversation, I'm assuming for you, for Dewey, and I think Dewey doesn't know how to put this out there without being too emotional. It comes from a sense of love and appreciation for people and the importance of being themselves. And, I th- and, and 
I don't want to speak for you, but this is where Joey's saying ahead. you all essentially matter. Yeah. And it's, in a way, you matter too. Yeah, yeah. Because as much as you're doing this for others, I think it's important you do this for yourself. I think so, yeah. And I think that's something I'm still trying to process where like, again, I, I really want to do this pod for others, you know, like a, the viewers and people out there who I will never meet and hopefully it helps people. Yeah. But then also, again, like it is some sort of therapy for me, right? Yeah. Again, I don't know how many years. When have, when have we ever talked like this, right? Or had the conversation? I'll be really frank with you, not much. Yeah, right. And that's not just with you. That's with all my friends. I've I've never sat down with someone yeah. and then had that one-on-one deep conversation. Getting into it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's not just you. It's just with all my friends and friends which I'm a lot closer to. Yeah. Right? Um, and in a way, yeah, it is It is a bit of therapy. And I'm doing it for myself uh, and also others. So That speaks to your nature. I think you need to give yourself credit for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 a it's a wonderful thing, and I think it's a rewarding thing. Yeah. How are we going? Yeah. Look, to finish up, I think the main reason why I wanted you to come on the pod is um, being gay in an ethnic uh, culture. Mm. How you sort of navigated through that? What are some of your struggles? Um, how are you still dealing with that? Because I, I know you did come out to your parents recently. Yeah. Um, look, yeah. yeah. Is that the more tech question? Sorry, I just cut you off. Oh, <laughs> uh, again, uh, I feel like it's good, if, especially if you're watching and you are gay yourself and you haven't come out to your parents. I know that in Asian cultures, it's very taboo. Um, what is what's some advice that you'd give to someone going through the, you know, the same struggles that now that you've sort of gone through it or are going through it? That look, that that question's hard to answer. I'll be really yeah. frank with you because it's such a in depth one. Yeah. Uh, and my story is a big one. Mm. Um, I look, there's not enough time for that. <laughs> Maybe another. But yeah. um, look, it, it's it, it's not easy mm. when you're questioning your identity in terms of your cultures. You've got two different cultures, but you're also starting to question your sexuality, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You're starting to notice you're a bit more this, you're a bit more that. You're, um, and it, it's it's a massive. Um, journey in itself because you're doing one thing, but you're also doing another. Now you're trying to figure out where you fit in. Yeah, yeah. And that's where my story gets really conflicted. Is you're learning how to cope as you know you got your dual, dual cultures. You got Australian, you got your Serbian roots. For me, and then and 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 then you're starting game. to deal with the fact that you're homosexual. Yeah, yeah. And I say that very intensively is because that's what it felt like. It felt that scary, that homosexual, that kind of that. No, it sounds horrible and dirty. The way I'm saying, but that's what it felt. Yeah, like. yeah, of course. Because you, you're made to feel like it's it's a yeah. dirty thing. It's like so it's a wrong thing. That yeah. journey in itself, as a as a as me, wasn't easy. Mm. And I think that's where I'm still I'm still working on it. Like mm. I did recently come out to my parents, and thankfully it went easier than it, it went Expected. healthier. Yeah. Then you know the worst case scenario, as you would assume, as as a child of parents, who you think they're going to just you know from their expectations, yeah. you're shattering expectations from your family essentially. Yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. By one way or another, whatever you do, you know. Mm. So, um. Anyway, so look, it wasn't easy, and it's still not easy these days with my parents. Bless them, I love them. Uh, they very much love me. And they remind me a lot. Um, and it's still something we're working on together. Luckily, they're you know working on it too. Um, but as, as an outside looking in for whoever's listening as a man who's questioning or, or sorry, anyone who's questioning their sexuality and is ethnic, 
there's a lot on your plate and it's you, it's not like you know you have a bit of vegetables and you figure that out. It's like it's, you can't consume it all. It's it's overload, hmm. and I think you have to remind yourself to be patient for yourself, and really give yourself the time and day and say I feel like shit, and say the words that you need to say to figure out why you feel like shit. If that's about your identity and your sexuality, then you have to say I feel like shit because I feel like I'm a problem for being me, and and giving yourself that. This is just who I am. Mm. And it's hard. It's a hard realization. It's a hard conversation to have. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to debunk that question. But the, the important thing is there is support out there. I know a lot of, especially Chinese people here, especially men, they're out here, but they can't be out in China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously it sucks. It's, it's a horrible situation and mm. it's a horrible thing because they, you know, they want, it, they want their truth out there. Of course. But the thing is, you are loved and heard here. And there is a massive community of, uh, of our, my community here mm. that will support and stand by you and listen to your story and listen to your words. There are networks out there. I can't list them in this podcast, but there are so many support programs for, uh, for um, LGBTQ youth and young adults that say that really need support, whether it be ethnic or, or just any kind of issues. I think it's important that, in general, regardless of what your story is, you really reach out for help because mm. that gets you to identify why you feel like you deserve to feel like shit, yeah. regardless of your sexuality. Mm. Um, the gay thing, it's my story. It's a different, it's, it's a, as I said, I can't unpack that. Mm-hmm. I just come from a point of difference from you where we merge is out of respect and love that we understand that there's the best intentions for each other and the growth for one another. I think that's, where it's important, where we support each other as, as human beings. Yeah, I think, you know, what, uh, one thing which I really value with our friendship yeah. is before really working to retail, yeah. I, I, my circle were straight guys, yeah. girls. I didn't know any gay people. Yeah. Um, even some of the stuff growing up, you know, the standard if you something happens, oh, that's gay. Yeah. You know, the classic kids, oh, that's gay, right? Even if it's not related, oh, it's gay. It's gay. It's yeah. gay, yeah, right. But um, since meeting, you know, uh, gay people and having some best friends as gay people, yeah. I completely stopped that because it's like, these people are just normal people. There's nothing wrong with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, but growing up, you're made to think that it's like another subclass of people almost. It's kind of like... Horrible to assume, but let's say this ethnic person, right? Mm. This pen. I'm not. I don't want to assume where they're from, right? Yeah. But whatever. They're going through shit through their journey. They can't talk their feelings out. They can't talk their own struggles out. They're struggling with their house, their, eth- their ethnicity, their religion, their sexual, whatever. And then you have this other kid who's completely questioning their sexuality and clearly different. So obviously, me. You're going to see them as wow. You know what? I'm not that much of a problem because they're just as much of a burden of society. So I'm going to hate them along with society to fit in more. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed with some people, especially people who are ethnic. Yeah. Um, I don't want to specify and- Serbs, but that's what they did. Yeah. 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 I was the worst one. Mm. I was a rotten fruit. Yeah. And an- another thing, which I feel like a lot of my audience is going to be straight guys, right? What we need to realize is the way we treat, especially Gays, right? Even it, for example, even if you see two gay guys holding hands down the street, right? Mm. A lot of 
straight guys will be like, what the fuck? Like, that's disgusting, right? They're very like animated and very against it. When in my head, I'm like, if you're straight, why does that even bother you? Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you so like uh, up, you know, um, in up in arms against something which if you're very comfortably uh, in tune with your sexuality, mm. you shouldn't give a shit, yeah. right? Because like, I like girls. So, yeah. so who gives a fuck if two guys are holding hands? It, it doesn't yeah. affect me. It doesn't affect your Yeah, right? Yeah. I feel like so many guys are very um, uh, uh, vocal against, you know, against seeing like public gays or whatever. I don't yeah. know, yeah, right? But it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, if you're comfortable in what you like and you're not gay yourself, then why should it affect you? Look, you can nitpick and try to figure out the understanding of all of that. Mm. And it sucks that that's all a thing it is and it's present. And you know what's funny when you say that, what alarmed me was no one wants to put, oh, sorry, not many, will put the words courage for them to to hold their hands out in public like that. Because mm. you don't know how long that they've been battling themselves until they realize that this is okay. Yeah. This. Like imagine, I mean, you'll never give them courage yeah. or respect for that. You'll never give them that, wow, yeah. that's powerful, right? Instead, you're going to go, ew, that's gay. Yeah. Oh, how dare you? Like, there's kids around. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's never, wow, that's so powerful, that's beautiful, that's so courageous. Yeah. We that's don't use that language these days. Mm. Um, we're scared of it. Mm. But you'll never hear that about two men and two women holding hands or whatever, so to speak. Yeah. Instead, it's it's that dismissive nature of being better than them or feeling that they're less than. So, they're the, it's like essentially the rotten fruit. 100%. And that sucks. Yeah. Because um, if you saw me, I'm still single, but if you saw me <laughs> without a guy, with, with a guy holding hands, you'd go, wow, you know, good for him. Yeah, I would. I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, NJ. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, a lot of people would. The, a few guys down the road, toot their horns, yeah, throw yeah. shit at us. Yeah, yeah. And I would still hold my partner's hand out of the love and joy that I have for them and the mm. courage that I can, and I'm safety with them. Yeah. But they will never see that courage and joy. Well, he really doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and that's what's sad. Yeah, and it's it's just a, a shitty reality where this still happens in the world where obviously I can't speak for you, but from what I've seen, right? Just yeah. because again, I'm from that straight male community, yeah. right? I see a lot of yeah, um, not friends. My friends are pretty good, but just going out, you know, say going out clubbing and chapel, whatever. It's it's very prevalent look we all make mistakes as people and i think it's important we realize and pull ourselves up on it Mm. it's like essentially misgendering someone yeah yeah if you can go if you misgender someone that's let's say if someone's trans and they've come out and da 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 you mispronounce them as he or she and uh, they identify as she or he so to speak or Mm. the virus or they or them Mm. all it takes is saying sorry let me just correct that yeah it does right you're giving respect to people this Mm. is not that hard yeah we We'll, we're all people. I think that's the situation we all need to talk about. We are all people regardless of your identity, your gender, just who you are as a person. We're all people. Yeah. It doesn't... Just because you identify one way... So, yeah. Why, do, other, why do we drag people down? Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you in any way. It doesn't mean you're better than Look, me in any way. It's, we're all judgmental. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting with my legs crossed. We're all judgmental. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's common nature. Yeah. You know, but then it gets to a point where it's you're essentially dismissing someone and really tearing down someone else to feel kind of better about yourself. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's where I lose respect for people who get that, do that. And that sucks. Yeah. There's no growth in that. Keep talking. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's a, 
it's a hard, hard um, roller coaster of I'm trying to let's say I'm trying to show courage with my partner, and instead it's being questioned and treated like, "Wow, what an inconvenience! Wow, I feel like sh-. like again the rotten fruit." Yeah, it's, I know I keep coming back to, but that's just the best way to s- describe it: is you're made to feel like you're the rotten fruit, mm. and they're kind of half rotten, but they're just going at you because they want to be better or yeah. feel better. Yeah, it's it's in you, like it's you want to kind of compare and be like, "No, I'm better than them. I'm better. I mean, that better. At least I'm not gay." Yeah. Which is fucking stupid as fuck. Which is pathetic. Yeah, which is yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. It sucks. It's such a yeah. sad thing because you're not aware about how lovely some people are. Yeah. And look, to be honest, you never know. If, For example, if say you're on the boys, right? If one of your boys is gay, are you going to kick them out of the group just because they're gay? Do you know what I mean? Like we have to pull ourselves up and check ourselves also, especially if you're one of these guys who are – is very anti-gay or for some reason, right? Nobody's forcing you to to be gay or anything, right? You can be straight. There's nothing wrong with that. Go both, for your life. Yeah. Go for you. Both, <laughs> both, both ways is correct. There's yeah. no wrong or right way, right? However, if you're actively, for example, um, out and about and then you see a gay person and then you're like thinking to yourself or doing something to sort of just make their day shitter just because it makes you uncomfortable, mm. you have to realize, okay, what if that's my brother? Yeah. Would you do the same thing? Would you? Because, uh, you know what? If you did the same thing to your brother, I would have more respect for you. Because yeah. at, at least you're consistent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> at least you're like, true, at least, like shit. Fuck. Yeah. At least, you, you know what? Consistent, though. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, if, <laughs> if you're, if, you know, if it was you, like your, your son, right? Or yeah, your yeah. dad, and then your dad came out as gay, and you're like, fuck you, dad. Right? I fucking hate you now. You know what? Fair, props to you. At least just stick into it. And you're consistent. Mm. But if you're if you're not going to do that, right, and then you're going to turn around like, hey, you know what, accept your brother, for example, or one of your boys, you know, that's fine. Then cut that shit out right now because it's not on. It's It makes no sense and you're being a fucking dumb cunt. It sucks because there's no growth in any of this. I yeah. think that's where it's important. It's, look, we're all going to go through things and change is inevitable. I think that's where it's scary. Yeah. But growth is important for you as a person. I think... By being scared and meeting different people who are outside of your comfort, yeah, you get to learn a lot more about life and appreciate things and really be vulnerable with others and get to experience things through different eyes. Yeah, you get to see joy. It's a scary situation, but we all need to counterbalance what we're comfortable with. Because if your life is perfect and you feel happy and content, then there must be something wrong because not everyone feels like that. Like, what are you benefiting from all of that? Like. If you're comfortable, you feel really healthy and happy. Doesn't mean that everyone else does. And I think that we give in, like, people get in the naivety of, like, not everything is bliss. Yeah, yeah, yep. And, you know, volunteer, talk to people, commute, push yourself out there, meet some great people. It doesn't take much. Like, me and Dewey were not friends until we ran into each other. Mm. And then we just got along because we just didn't give a shit. And it doesn't take much. Yeah. And look, in in a different like different world, we probably wouldn't we don't even be friends, right? No. Like if we, if I didn't work in retail and you didn't, when when am I going to meet someone like you? Do you know what I mean? Look, it's yeah. and that's the thing. It's hard. Uh, yeah. The universe and the people and the way faith and whatever it all brings us together for a reason. Yeah. It's I wouldn't question it, um, but it doesn't take much because you choose not to see some people. Some yeah. people choose not to see 
gays and LGBTQI youth and people that we choose not to see them. Yeah. Until you're stuck with them. Yeah. Essentially. I don't saying you're stuck with me, but you will work with me. So yeah, you're stuck yeah. with me. Yeah. Poor thing. Um, but once you're facing that, you go, you know what? <laughs> Maybe they're not bad people. And then you realize, fuck, I've been a bit of a bigot. And it's, it's a great thing because you're growing through that and you're realizing, wow, maybe I could have been a bit better here there. Or, yeah. or maybe I need to educate myself more there. It's a scary topic for everyone. Yeah. And it's not too late to change. You know, if you were like that previously, mm. it's not, no one's going to hate you for, or, you know, cancel you for being like that. At least if you're changing your ways and you're sort of realizing your mistakes, that's, that's what we, that's what you want. Do you know I mean, you want to see that growth. You spit whatever you want out. Yeah. You know, you do whatever you want in life. I don't. It doesn't affect my bills and my mm. life story. Mm, yeah. I have a lot of love for myself now and I've worked on that really hard. And it's really important that you just do your thing. Yeah. You know, love and respect is not that hard to come by. You know? Yeah. It actually takes more effort to be a dick yeah. than actually just to be respectful it's fun for the first minute yeah. then you realize fuck i'm really just making yeah. it bigger than what it should be. because if you, just taking away from the whole gay thing just in general right yeah just being an asshole it affects you also because it yeah. makes you feel shit and other person it's like it doesn't it's it's more effort and energy to just be a shitty yeah. person than actually being a good person do you know what i mean and this is why i say self-reflection is really important yeah you really need to self-reflect. Yeah. What have I done today? What do I feel like today? Do I feel like I did the best thing today? Mm. Journal, do whatever you need to express that. But have that conversation with yourself because you can't have that conversation with yourself and then expect it out with others. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's a journey and it's all one-step process. Yeah. Well, I think we're, <laughs> we're over time. We're going to have to get you on another, yeah, another episode yeah, um, to delve deeper. Look, it's been a very good episode. Thank you, NJ, for coming on. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, look, I think it, this is got to be a start of something really good. I the think. journey continues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you. I hope you've learned something from our random the, talk. The, the, the devil's a conversation. Where yeah, it yeah. I'm sorry that it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but look, yeah, again, uh, the show is called Sunset Confessions. If you got any confessions, email them in. The link will be down below. And uh, yeah, see you in the next episode. Ciao.